Let's do it, mate. Episode six. We're on. Six. We've made it so far now. This is this is long way, isn't it, really? Six episodes in. The, the, the fact that we've still got people actually listening to these is incredible. We've gone knee deep, and we've even changed the day that we that we record it now. We've got new new timings, haven't we? Thursdays. The priority shifted, on it? It's interesting when you have to shift priorities and what happens. Got got to change stuff around, but yeah. So, uh, well, my thing for this one. By the, oh, by the way, do you know what, actually? Let's say that when you say about it's nice that people are still listening. Let's give a huge thank you actually to everyone who has downloaded and who has listened and who has rated the podcast so far. We do much appreciate it. Thank you. I'd love to know why. I'd love to know why they're listening to it. Do you know what? That's a good thing, actually. Yeah. Why not? Let's even do this now, right? If you've listened to it, we actually do genuinely want to know why have you listened to it? If it was just intrigue, if it was actually, do you know what? I listened to a couple and I love the content. I like the way you guys come across. Why have you actually listened to it? And you're going to drop that over either... Message me and Chris across uh, LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, <laughs> Instagram. LinkedIn. We don't use LinkedIn, by the way. We're we're just we don't just on LinkedIn. We don't use it. Just <laughs> on there. You won't get any reply. Messages on our Instagrams. That's where we're most active. Yeah, we're, yeah, correct, mate. Well done. We're on Instagram, not um, LinkedIn. Well, we are on LinkedIn, but we're just we're not very active on there. So Instagram. Yeah. We've got presence somewhere. But yeah, just drop us a message on there. Let us know why do you actually, or why have you listened to these podcasts so far? And either way, we are grateful. So thanks for. I know, I know. I think I know why for a lot of people. This is my guess. What's your guess? Me taking the piss out of you. I was going to say your rants. To be fair, all that, all that. Yeah. If you don't don't have you on Instagram, then it's just like we get your rants on it. Although, well, my rants have been quiet of late, so I need to need to put my ideas up. I think. But I, th- I think it was me that went off on one last week. It was you. It was, yeah. Blood was boiling. Your blood was so, boiling. Let's get today's little subject on the table. And oh, this nice. is quite cool because you've obviously been in the industry around a year now. So we can go from both perspectives, mine and yours. But it's, you know, what have you seen in the clients that have got the best results so far? You know, so what is it about? Just, just with people that we work with or in general in the industry. No, let's let's go with people just that we so we're speaking from our own experience. So just literally the people that we've worked with. So the people that have gone on to get the best results like that, you know, with yourself, with myself, like that. What have you seen in those individuals that's maybe different to the people that struggle more? Um making me think here. Yeah, no, there's there's like things there's loads, right? And there's there's not like one ingredient that you absolutely yes. have to have. I, by the way, I've used this so often recently, just for you saying that there's not one ingredient, right? So often recently, I've said to a couple of people, like, if you're struggling with something, I've gone, hey, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like, don't don't get upset with that. Let's find another way. Yeah, so no, 100%. There's like, there are different ingredients that you will need. You don't need them all, and you don't need like a magical one. So that's probably that's probably first and foremost. From a point of view of my opinion and what I think is almost like an absolute requirement is, this probably isn't a trait or a characteristic, this is just sort of doing, it's just being relentlessly consistent. Yeah. Being relentlessly consistent. And when I say relentlessly consistent, I don't mean every single day of every single week of every single month because that's not realistic, but 
being relentlessly consistent six days out of seven or five days out of seven each week and on top of that having like a real open mind and a willingness to learn and educate themselves as well as just not making up excuses or not you know understanding that you you can make an excuse up but ultimately the you know everything lies with you like us, us as coaches we can we're essentially facilitators we can't do it for you as much as we would like to at times like we can't so being relentlessly consistent taking responsibility and uh, there was a third one there i can't remember what it was open-minded yeah yeah having having like a real light and, and this is where we have to be exactly the same yeah, yeah. We, have to, we have to be relentlessly consistent we have to be open-minded and we have to take responsibility like if there's a time where um we fuck up on something which you know we're, we're human beings that might that might happen whether it's um you know not not pressing the enter button on a on a response to a comment on Facebook, which I've done recently. I'm not perfect, and that's been followed up on. And all I can do is apologise, hold my hands up, and go right. It's no one else's fault other than my own. And you were fuming because you'd written a nice comment, and then not, yeah, not, and, had to go rewrite it. And, but but the fact of the matter is, I, I you know that's something that I've got to take on the chin and go right. That, well, I'm not going to happen again now. Yeah, and I'd expect the same from clients, and you. Get a, you don't get a bollocking, you don't get, a, you don't get like, come on, you've got to be better. But what you will get is, you know, have a look at how consistent you've been. Look at the progress that you've made. Let's just tr- really try and refine that sort of momentum again. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's probably a few different things there. There's a lot to do with sort of a characteristic and personality traits. And, you know, yeah. Not everyone's got them from the get-go. Some people do, some people don't. A lot of it has to be sort of learned and trained as well as as well as well the, the people that do have it. They just need to sort of be sort of found out or, or sort of rediscovered. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I would say that, 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 that's, that's my opinion. There'll probably be a few other things, but off the top of my head. Yeah, and I, I, that's a, it's a brilliant. It's a better answer than what I was expecting with no disrespect to you. I was like, that was it, mate. Cheers, mate. You know, I'm not, I'm not completely full of shit. A cracking answer, yeah. Um, let, let's let's touch on them though. Let's let's stay with some of these. So, you know, consistency. Uh, a point that I love bringing across to people to paint the picture is obviously, yeah, consistency brings results, right? For every single client, like the ones that don't get results, one of the primary reasons why is because they're inconsistent. And nine times out of ten, it's because they're doing something that's not realistic for the life that they live. Okay, they're trying to they're setting their expectations way too high and forgetting that if they just rein it back a little bit, they can be consistent and get a a 10 times better result. But the thing that I speak of with this is streaks. So let's say you've got an individual and let's just stay with the basics here. They've got the nutrition and they've got the training targets, right? The nutrition might be to eat three meals a day. It might be to have 1800 calories, whatever it is. If they've got that and we're telling them to work out four times a week okay if they can manage to do that consistently you know keep averaging the calories of 1800 or averaging three meals a day over over the week and they do their training okay then what do we know if they can string together a streak so let's say they've done this consistently for five weeks that five weeks if it's the first time i've ever done it becomes their streak personal best they've done it for five weeks this is what people fail to see the bigger picture so when it gets to the end of five weeks and they break that streak 
and they only get, say, two workouts in the following week, most people get really upset, beat themselves up and go down this huge, you know, dwelling hole um, and cause a load of chaos for themselves. But what I say is, well, if you've done that for five weeks and then you miss it the next week, why don't you try and then beat your personal best and get six or seven weeks in? What does that mean? If they get six weeks in, that means that over a 12-week period, for 11 weeks, they've absolutely nailed it. And for one week, all they've done is potentially missed a gym session or they've just had one slight, you know, um, you, the food's been a little bit out that week because they've had something on. So 11 weeks out of 12, they've been in an insane place. Is that person going to make progress? 100%. And I feel painting that bigger picture for people really resonates in their mind. It's suddenly going, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So the quicker someone can get back to it, get back to normal, the more, the more likelihood they've got of achieving that insane result. The other point you mentioned on that was taking responsibility. And this is this is huge. And it kind of links well to your open-mindedness as well is what a lot of people are scared to do, which is funny because let's face it, we do it all the time as kids, right? As kids, we fuck up. <laughs> we, we make mistakes. As, like, as, as adults, we fuck up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do 100%. human beings, we fuck up. It's not just but, kids, is it? But, but my point is, right, when you fuck up as a kid, you what do you do? You learn from that, right? When you, let's say when you're learning to walk, right, you learn to, you keep falling over. What does the child eventually learn to do or the baby or whatever? They eventually learn to stand up and put one foot in front of the other and stabilize themselves. They learn from that mistake, right? Whereas when you're an adult, what we tend to do is we tend to not take responsibility. We tend to blame everyone else for our own failures. And the only thing is, it's just because we simply haven't taken action. Okay, we haven't held our hands up and gone, do you know what? That's my fault. We prefer to blame others because it creates this nice little justification, this fantasy story within our heads. So I absolutely love that point on just taking responsibility because I think what, again, people need to realize when they're transforming their physique, when they're transforming their lifestyle is that nothing's perfect. They're never going to be in this perfect situation where everything's you know flying. But again, that goes back to the point that we've probably made on every podcast is that's with thanks to social media, which is I know one of the points that we wanted to put across on this podcast was just that vulnerability of showing people that guys like everyone has struggles and it's okay to hold your hands up if you, you know, if you have a shit week with food or if you don't do maybe what you outlined to do, that's okay if you hold your hands up and go, do you know, I've done that once, but then assess it, learn from it. How can you move forwards? Is it realistic? Are those targets realistic for the following week? Yes. Awesome. Crack on then. Are they realistic for the following week? No, I've got just as busy a week next week as what I've just had. Brilliant. What can you learn from last week to adapt to make next week successful? And that's that's all it is, isn't it? and that only comes from holding your hands up and being vulnerable. What about open-mindedness? What about that one? I, I've, I've had this one fresh in my mind, actually, from this week, um, you know, with, with a client. What about you? Uh, it's, it's one of them... It's one of them that you can, I think, I think, and whether we're guilty of this or not, you, I, th- I feel like you can throw it out there quite often. Be like, oh, you need to be more open-minded, which, yeah, that's fine. But well, how do you go about doing that? And that's that's where it's really challenging. Um, because again, that's like the whole fixed mindset, growth mindset continuum. Like you're not just going to go from being a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So it's not going to happen. Like just it's impossible. You've got to, start to instill these sort of key habits that are going to help you unlock a bit more of an open mind each day or each week, whatever it is. And, and that's definitely something that you, you will have seen it. I will, I will have definitely seen it, you know, whatever sort of 
I guess industry you're in, you'll you'll see it and you'll you'll know colleagues, friends, family members. Like I I've got friends and family members that are so fixed mindset that it's frightening, right? And there's all there's almost a point where you kind of like Jesus Christ to feel like they're almost like beyond help in terms of trying to get them to open the mind a little bit and yeah. and that's fine like if they want that fixed mindset that's that's fine there just needs to be that sort of reality check of you say you want to get from point a to point b or whatever it is but you're so fixed that that's what we need to fix first that's what we need to work on first before even moving from point a yeah we need to get you to being a bit more open to change and a bit more open to actually changing some habits that are not benefiting you right now and it's about really breaking down those breaking down those habits breaking down the sort of i'm not going to use the word traditional habits or traditional you know old school way of thinking but there's 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 certain things that you'll see in the media in the supermarket where it's just kind of like oh we've got to get biscuits to have tea and biscuits like no no you fucking don't you don't need to have biscuits in your house just I, I hate that word need i hate but the word but need. it's just because we've been like right and we're we're obviously 90s kids or whatever it is so we'll have we'll have had grandparents and parents who will have gone through those years of where we have lots literally got to conform with right you've got a friend coming over right it's tea biscuits there's there's packets of hard-boiled sweets on the side like there's like and i'm using them example because that was what my grandma's house like all over and that's I think modern day society, it's much more or much less like that. But you still see it all the time. Yeah. It. It's, it's, and, it's, and that's just that's one tiny, tiny example of whereby there's quite a fixed mindset. Of, well, I've got to have that in the house. Well, no, you don't. Open your mind a little bit. Like, you don't have to have that in the house. Like, things yeah. like that, where it's like, you know, you've got to use like sugar instead of sweetener. Oh, you can't use sweetener. It's full of, full of chemicals when sweeteners are the most fucking researched thing in the world. When it comes to food, they've literally been found next to nothing that's going to actually really impact health. Unless it's like you literally drink 25 million cans of Diet Coke in a day. Yes, you're probably going to struggle. So there's there's a lot of things that really do need to be broken down. We're in a much better place now. And that's the other thing. Like we are so much further down the track on these things. But there's the pessimistic side of it going, oh yeah, but we're still not where we want to get to. Well, no, we're never going to fucking get there because that's yeah. life. Like <laughs> you've just got to keep remembering where we've come from, where we are now. And I've, I've gone, I see this, I've gone off on one now. Like I've gone off on a big rant. Like everybody, especially people in Britain, and I'm sure there's there's other cultures and countries that are very similar, but I feel like we're a very, very pessimistic country where it's like, we're not there yet. Like, you, you know, you see all the media outlets like, oh, it's all negative, negative, negative. It's like, well... Okay, climate change is massive, but look at how many fucking electric cars on the road now. Yeah. Like we are making huge strides in changing the world and changing lives. We are not going to get immediate <laughs> results. It's not going to happen. The results of changing to electric cars is going to be 50, 100, 200 years down the road, literally, right? But we, we demand like results now. It's like it's just, just, slow down look at what we are doing we are doing so many things yes we can do more we'll always do more it's the same when it comes to fat, like fat loss building muscle fitness industry if you want results now or tomorrow you've already failed 
Look at the bigger picture. Yeah. I've gone off, mate. I've gone. Big it's mate, some, some people want results yesterday, mate. But, but it's, this, this is what I mean about the fixed mindset. It's like, right, we're fixed. Right, we, we've done this. Why aren't we seeing a change? It's like, open your mind a bit about the fact that now, like, I, I, I probably drive a bit more than you in terms of where we're at, but I see yeah. electric cars all the fucking time now, and it's great. And it's like, oh, it's not enough because it's not making a change right now. I was like, fuck off, come on. It's been like two or three years. The amount, of, the amount of like, like I've, I've just gone off big time, but <laughs> I just think it's the same kind of principle of like 2022 compared to 2012 from like a nutrition point of view. Like, go to supermarkets, go to Aldi, right, like, levels pro, up in it. protein puddings, protein yogurts, pro, protein everything. Like, that didn't exist before. Yeah. We're in such a stronger position now to impact people's lives whereby things are like imagine being an online coach 12 years ago right where you've got to try and tell somebody right that you know really with, increase with, your protein with no with no video struggling for protein snacks all yeah. that yeah. but like obviously devices <clears throat> like protein shakes protein powder like obviously it, that's probably been around for a bit longer but it's not it wasn't as well known so there's so many things that we're in a so much better position now to open people's minds. This is my point, right? This is my point. I've come back around full circle. Right? We've got that. <laughs> this is my point. There's so much more information out there now for people where we can unlock people's minds a bit more. Yeah. Whereby yeah. we've got social media, we've got the internet, we've got sort of, you know, forecasting technology for, you know, for want of a better phrase, because I know there is that stuff out there for other things, but like if we can get into a position and this, I'm, I actually had this like epiphany of an a, like an app where you can literally forecast how somebody might look if they if they ate eighteen hundred calories and worked out four times a week, whereby you almost morphed their picture hey, into. Don't this share, thing. don't share that million pound idea on here. No, but, this, but, but this is what I'm I mean, like that, now. <laughs> But no, but that's come from somewhere whereby I've got an open mind and I've seen something. I've gone actually that would be really good in the fitness world in the fitness space. Because I'm open-minded to it, but actually like, there's there's probably something in that, and I like the idea. Whereas somebody who's who's a bit more fixed would just go, "Nah, bollocks, you can't do that. Fuck, I'm just going to carry on eating me biscuits and tea, thanks." Yeah, do you know what? Um, I, I come that, that's my rant done actually for episode right, six. So I'm going to be quiet now. Are you off now? Are you signing off? I'm done. Yeah, that's it. I, I, none, like, I, hopefully, everyone can understand that, that none of that was pre-planned. I've just fully gone off on one there, and <laughs> but it's really important that that yeah. you can develop an open mind and it's it's about it's about gathering information and gathering data right and and having the the open openness to kind of go right there's there's something in this yeah and i've I worked right and i've worked in football where there's fucking dinosaurs who don't understand <laughs> data at all and i've had to break it down to the absolute basic of why gathering data is so important don't don't you call them old fogies dinosaurs there's just right. dinosaurs in the game, mate. <laughs> just dinosaurs. And you, you know what, though? Open-mindedness, I can come at it from an even different perspective, I suppose, because we always say it's similar to just being coachable. And it's that thing of, so if anyone listening to this has a coach, you might also even work with myself or Chris. Being coachable is the number one thing that you, for me, if you're, if you're open-minded, you're going to be coachable because you're open to new ideas and you're receptive to me and Chris or whoever is your coach like that pushing you. And that's one of the main things that I would say that we do. But I, you know, 
I'm well known for being very, very direct and just saying it exactly how it is down to a T, which as you can imagine upsets some people. So I've learned my uh, I've learned my ways around that now, which is I would say if I'm if I'm going to say something that's pretty damn frigging brutal, but is the honest truth to Chris at the end of the day, I'm going to say what he needs to hear, not necessarily what he wants to hear, because his result is more important to me than it is to him because it's my reputation, but also it's a frigging damn damn sight important to him because that's why he's with us, right? To get that result. And how I put it across now is I'm like, you know, Chris, I'm going to coach you now. So I hope that you're receptive to this feedback that is going to challenge you, right? And that kind of thing for me just opens people up. People may still take offense to it, but the fact is that they understand that you're doing it because you've got their best interests at heart. And ultimately they've told you that they want to achieve an outcome. So you're coaching them and guiding them to it. That has been one of the most critical things for me with people going on and getting a journey. And if we speak about that, you know, in the modern day world, I mean, there's a lot of, I think as a, as another well-known coach, Mr. James Smith puts it, there's a lot of snowflakes nowadays, isn't there? A lot of very soft people. And it's being able to actually just speak to the individual and like I say tell them what they ultimately need to hear not always what they want to hear but if you can be receptive to the feedback that your coach is giving you at that level then you are going to walk away with an outstanding result by the end of the coaching process providing that the coach you know is like me and Chris and kind of knows what what they're doing you know what I mean you know we know a bit don't we uh, no it's a really good point and I'm going to I'm going to speak a bit more about sort of like my philosophy as a coach here, because this is something that I've, I think I've always kind of understood it and known about it, but it's somebody that I worked with uh, when I worked at the FA, who was, who was a coach who's, who's actually gone on um, to, to do really, really well. Um, and he used to talk about the skill of the coach and the soft skills. So it's not about, you know, devising a training plan on devising a nutrition plan that suits that individual it's about the soft skills of totally understanding where that individual is where are they at this exact moment in time what's gone before what's potentially going to come after is is there personal stuff going on or not if there isn't then you you know that you can change your approach there's a different approach to it like you you can't just be a one-dimensional coach and just go right go and crack on go and do this this is what you need to do see you later and there might be a time for that right but yeah. you've got us as coaches we have to analyze the situation analyze the individual go right how am i every every time we go on a call we we go through that process of yeah. how do i need to approach this call for this person to get the best out of them in the next 30 minutes or however long it's going to be or this week when we're doing it when we're doing a recorded check-in because not only is that our job by the way like absolutely but I think that that doesn't really that doesn't get seen, that doesn't no, get doesn't, seen yeah. or heard, and that's where the mindset. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the mindset side of it. It's the, it's the skill of the coach, and I think we we pride ourselves on the service that we deliver on that front, and and I think that's where the challenge is when when we speak to people about what it is we do, and people also oh, it's just training and nutrition. Then is it? No, is it fuck? <laughs> It's so much more than that. And that, that pisses me off. It's like, well, well, yeah, yeah there's, yeah. of course, there's a training program. Of course, there's nutrition, but that's like a fraction of what you're going to get. That's like 10% of it. Yeah. And it just, and like, and, and hopefully a lot, of, a lot of what we share on social media with regards to people transforming their lives with us, talking about nutrition and training quite often doesn't exist. Yeah. That's just, that is literally just like, that's essentially the backbone but the coaching's putting everything together. 
Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that, that, that's something that is really, really important. I've, mate, I've gone off on two today. No, but, but on, on, that, on that tangent, though, because it's a, it's a phenomenal point. It's like you say, you know, we might go... So I, I know how I best respond, right? I best If you're going to if you're gonna rip into me, you will draw fire out of my belly like nothing else. Like, if you're going to literally tell me that, you know what, you've been... You, that's not been good enough like that. You know, why are you making these excuses? If you if you were to tell it to me straight, that would get the best reaction. If you told it to me soft, you know, mamby-pamby, beating around the bush, you ain't going to get nothing out of me. That's not going to that's not gonna do anything. And it's the same, like you say, when we're dealing with clients... It's, you know, one client, we might be able to turn around to and just go, boom, just mm. full on go at them because they might be like me, that's going to literally, that's going to put fire in the belly and they're going to go, do you know what? Yeah, that's the rocket of the ass I needed. And then you've got the other client, on the other hand, that, you know, we're, we're speaking to and it's like, right, okay, so, you, you know, you've done this and, and that's really good. Almost like the ones that need just more reassurance, mm. I would say. Um, and you're really trying to, you know, you're being direct, but you're also giving it a much softer, gentler approach care being careful not to offend but ensuring that you drive their progress on i've got another and this is another analogy i'm going to steal this from uh, from another old mentor of mine um, you, robbed, you robbed it you can name them, you can name them. Co- coaches are like chefs right we're like chefs in the kitchen think think of a big kitchen you know restaurants really busy we are spinning all these different plates handling those different things right we've got we've got our oven on for our slow slow cooked chicken or whatever it is right that's a slow burner that's so that's something that's just going to be in the oven don't really need to do much with it. It's, it's going to take care of itself, but just needs checking every now and then. That's one client. We've got other clients, which is like the steak, right? They need to be hit hard. It's really quick, right? Bang, you're on, right? This is what you're going to do. You need to book your ideas up. You're in, you're off. Then you've got your kind of like your sauteing your vegetables. They're, they're okay. You can leave, but they need a little bit of a, a, a mush around sometimes. So you've got them. They're a bit of a different. Then you've got your... Your potatoes that are bubbling away again, kind of looking after themselves, but they need to be turned up and turned. Like you're doing all these different things, and you need to have you, you handle on them all, but some need more than others. Yeah, some are quick fire, some are slow burners, some are a bit right. You need a bit of a shake up. Other ones are literally just like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I just need you to just give me a little bit of a touch point now and then. Yeah, and but that that and that's not easy, right? That might sound like it's easy, but. I mean, I've I've never really been in a, I've never been a chef in a, in a kitchen before. I don't ever fucking want to be. To be fair, it sounds fucking awful. But <laughs> Does anyone that, I thought that was a good analogy. Like it is. You, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Things right. going on, and you've got to have a handle on them all. You're spinning loads of plates out, yeah. And I mean, just to like, if you like, recap on this, because obviously the question at the start was, you know, what have you seen, you know, from like clients that you've coached over the past year that has, you know, brought the best results. What have you seen in them? And, it was, you know, consistency, which is king. It's them taking responsibility for their actions and it's that open-mindedness. And, you know, basically at the end of it, like I would just put, you know, they take massive action. Literally, like the, the biggest um, and best results that come from any coach, and not just with us, with any coach, like that is the fact that they take massive action. And if you want to know the opposite of that, excuse makers. Right. And that is literally and it is so, so simple. But that is literally the difference between that. You know, I'm not even just going to say outstanding. I'm just going to say a good result. Right. Yes, you can get an outstanding result. But that is the difference between this good result, good to outstanding or not getting a result and being what frustrated, angry, upset, annoyed, telling yourself some made up story that oh, nothing works. I've tried everything. No, you haven't. 
The difference is you ain't been consistent. You aren't taking responsibility for your actions. You're not open-minded enough and you don't take massive action. You come out with a load of excuses. I'm about to go on my own little rant here, so I'll pause there. <laughs> so, true, like, and I, I, I try and... So the, the, the path that I've taken to where I am now, like I've been in elite sporting environments and I love sport and, you know, coaching in the fitness world is no different to coaching in the football world. You're still interacting with human beings. You're still trying to push people to their absolute maximum. Yep. And this is why like those analogies still to this day really hit home because it's essentially the same for me now working with those, you know, my previous mentors and coaches that work in football. And, and, and this is where like, I, I'm trying now to push clients a bit more. So like, th- like I'm just going to use this example for those that sort of know like Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors and um, Steve Kerr, the, the coach. Like he's like unbelievable. They're basketball dudes. Yeah. Um, but like, think of the last dance with good, Michael Jordan. Good like, knowledge from me, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. I'm proud of that one. I don't watch basketball. Sorry, carry on. But, but think, you've you watched The Last Dance on Netflix, right? Yeah. Think of like Michael Jordan, like absolutely relentlessly consistent. Right, and you, you've you've read Tim Grover's book about and uh, being relentless, funnily enough. But yeah. if you're a That's client, nice. you're essentially an athlete. You are an athlete. No, ma- no matter what you think of yourself, you are an athlete. You are trying to get better physically and mentally. That's all that Steph Curry's tried to do. They've had a couple of couple of poor years in the NBA and they, they went and won it last year. And Steph Curry was like absolutely relentless. Steve Kerr, absolutely relentless. And it's the same principle. If you really desperately want to get to where you want to get to, yeah. no excuse or fixed mindset is going to get you there. Yeah. I'm done. Three. Three is too many. Taking massive action. There you have it, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to Podcast 6. Please rate it. Please share it across your socials. Tag myself and Chris if you're on the old Instagram um, at chrismeek.rca or robabbis.rca. Find us on there as well. Follow us, chat with us, all that malarkey. Uh, But yeah, the more you share it, the more you rate it, the more you help us. And hopefully, um, because you're sharing it, we're also helping you uh, because you're, you're getting the value from this as well. So yeah, awesome. Another little rant coming up next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers, everyone.